Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Todd Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. We are super excited to bring our content and the stellar talent in this industry to you on a regular basis. We want to open your mind and your career to new ideas and inspiration. We'll do this through conversations with other idea members, subject matter experts, and with in-depth discussions about relevant issues in the industry today. Stay tuned for more. You don't want to miss a moment of this great content. Today on the pod, I'll be talking with 2019 Idea Personal Trainer of the Year, Brian Nunez, owner of FNS Training Center in Santa Clara, California. Brian's inspirational story and high-energy business model put him at the top of my list of pros who are leading the industry through their passion and purpose. After we speak with Brian, I'm huddling with Idea's Director of Event Programming, Ryan Halverson, to talk with 2018 Idea Fitness Instructor of the Year, Doris Thews, and Global Educator, Kia Williams, host of the podcast, Fit and Fierce on the Mic. They will share insights about the session they're co-presenting at Idea World Virtual on navigating career reroutes. Stick around for a great dose of resources and inspiration. Brian Nunez, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. It is great to see you. Happy 2021, or, you know, we're a lot into 2021 already. I know, already one month into it. Uh, great to see you. Happy New Year as well, and excited for all this and connecting with you today. Thank you so much for being here. So for those listeners who may not know you as well as your idea family does, Please give us a quick highlight reel of your career in fitness and bring us up to date on some of the projects you're excited to be working on current day. I'll give the short version. Um, I've been in the industry for about 15 years. I am the owner and founder of the FNS Training Center in Santa Clara, California, which this will be our 10th year on having the facility. And um, it has been an amazing year. Number nine was an amazing <laughs> One of nine were, were the craziest years. Um, but I, I've been a part of fitness my entire life, playing sports. And then after I was done, you know, I, I really just had that, that calling to uh, be in the space, serve people. Uh, I've, I've worked with big brands such as uh, Nike as one of their master, one of the few master trainers um, globally, uh, Spry, huge product brand. And so I've, I've been around a lot in the industry, done different things, presented all over the world. Um, but this year was great in the sense of it really kind of brought me back because nobody could travel. So it really brought me back to a lot of my roots of, of coaching and, and um, instilling that different, just a deeper passion of what we do. And so, you know, we've got some exciting stuff going on right now. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about how so much of the landscape has changed in the fitness space and the delivery um, and the platforms we're using. And I'm really excited building the things that we're doing right now on the online side. So my head is kind of down. It's been great not being on the road because I get a chance to really uh, spend time on some on some fun new projects and spend a lot of family time as well. Yeah, excellent. Well, let's dig into some of those changes. We've seen that most fit- fitness pros have had to drastically change the way they do business in the past year. How much has your business model changed since last March? And specifically, 
what areas did you have to shore up and make breakthroughs on? And, um, and what did you need to pull back from, if, if anything? Yeah, so for us, our model really didn't change so much. It's the platform that changed for us. And I think that's where a lot of people are, are um, you know, early on, they, they, they drastically changed their model. Mm-hmm. Everything from pricing, okay, we're not indoors now, so we're only online. So our model has to change and, um, and scale it down so much more. You know, for us, we took a step back early on and as we were preparing for a lot in 2019, because we really wanted to get into the online space. And um, so this is like a real, you know, 2020 was a big test for us. But it wasn't so much that our model changed as, that as our platform changed a lot. Naturally, for a lot of people, not being able to be inside, but our model of, of team training, customized personalization, that high level of accountability, um, coaching, that didn't change for us. And so where a lot of people said, hey, we're doing it virtually now, so we're going to cut our prices to a fraction of the cost, that really wasn't our approach. Um, we know that training, the biggest aspects, and I say this all the time, anytime I'm training anybody or coaching anybody, our biggest values as coaches and trainers is the attention and accountability that we give our clients. And I'll repeat that because I think everybody needs to understand this. Our greatest value that we have is determined by the attention and accountability. If that's high, then our value is high. Mm-hmm. If we're just about, oh, coming into a class and showing exercises, well then, especially now, more than ever, people saw that you can just get that for free. Like nothing, not, not even 99 cents, you can get it for free. And um, so for us, being in the virtual space, nat- that was naturally our shift, doing things from Zoom, uh, live classes, um, pre-recorded classes, so giving people the option um, was a real big shift for us. You know, really focusing on convenience, which was great because now we had a, have an opportunity to serve people all over the world, um, which is something we never had in the nine years, having our, our clients literally all over the world and in countries all over the world. So, mm-hmm. so that was really the, that big shift. But also having more re- resources, having more recorded sessions, that was a great thing. A lot of times in most places, in most gyms, it's you're, you're living by the day, how that day is. Class was great, but it's dead. It's, it's done after that. Right. That 6 a.m. class, it may have been rocking, but it will never live on forever. Right. It will only live for the 20, 30, or 40 people there. But for us, it was inspiring because it's like we get a chance to capture this moment, like record it. Uh, people can do it if they weren't there. They can still be a part of it. And that's what got us really excited was that, wait, we can have these experiences live on so that it's not so transactional on that time-based. Um, were, were, were you guys set up for virtual already? Um, we had done things from pre-recording. So we had tested that out. We'd recorded about, we'd recorded about 25 videos in 2019 just to get a practice. How would this look like? Um, and the great thing about technology now is it's so simple. I mean, when we first started, before we did anything, before we started going into Zoom and, and doing those live classes, you know, it was on Facebook and it was on Instagram and and that was great because it was just at least it gave us an option to serve people live. Yeah. So the technology we have right now, you know, it's it, it's almost like there's no excuse for us not just to continue to keep forging ahead and and to keep serving people. You know, it's not if we didn't have these live tools, these technology tools, it would be much different for our space. 
Yeah, I, I was checking out your um, your virtual studio online, and I first of all, I want to come and take classes with with you and your team. <laughs> it just it looks like a blast, total blast. Um, your offerings are really impressive for you know, sort of having nascently come out of the gate to to do that. Um, you had a little practice, it sounds like. But for those pros who haven't yet taken the leap, um, who, you know, might be doubting they can do the technology or they're shy in front of the camera, I think I think fit, group fitness instructors are really comfortable in, in that milieu. I think maybe some of them were, were not. But I think trainers and coaches who are used to being more, you know, hands-on, one-on-one, smaller groups. It, it might have been more of a leap for them. What what advice can you offer those folks to just get in there and do it? Well, I think that for, the first advice is exactly what you just said. <laughs> get in there and do it, right? <laughs> the only the way you're going to get better at something is by doing it. And we had that issue with a lot of, um, with a lot of our coaches. I had had a lot of experience in, in the last 10 years of doing stuff with, with companies and, and and I learned a lot of things from how we'd, we'd film things. But a lot of our staff, it was new to them. Talking to a camera, um, engaging when people aren't around you, feeling that energy. And the great thing about the virtual is that you can get as many reps as you want in a day. See, the hard thing about a live class with people is you need people because you've got to practice feeding off that energy. But in the virtual sense, if you've got a phone, you can... Record yourself. I would suggest people to do 10-minute sessions by themselves in a room where there's nobody around. Just videotape yourself. Get comfortable being animated, expressive. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm an introvert. I, I, you know, that's not me. Like, I, I, I am naturally an introvert as well. So yeah. it's not, but it's, it's not about what I am. It's really what the people need. And so um, I think that's one of the things is just get the practice. You know, it doesn't need to be fancy. Our studio now is not what it looked like last March. You know, when we were we were at first in the gym with us with a phone just propped up on a little thing, wires everywhere. Then that turned into, okay, let's get an HD camera that we can put on the TV, and then we turn into one TV, and then we have like four TVs. So, you know, you just the only way you're going to learn what you need is by practicing. And I think people see, oh man, this place has all of these things. But you got to remember, even we didn't start like that. I started with just doing Facebook Live. Yeah. And then we saw, you know what? I need to see people's faces. I need it more engaging. Let's bring another person in so that I could focus on coaching. Now this person next to me is the athlete. So they're doing the work. So, and it creates more of that dynamic. So I think, you know, Sandy, you said it best is you just have to jump in. And the reality is, is that, you can people can say I don't like this. This isn't for me, but this is part of evolution. This is part of change. This is you can fight this and say I don't like this wave, or you can learn how to surf it. And yeah, that's really where we're at right now. Surf the wave of change and get out of your comfort zone. Bite the bullet and just do it. <laughs> simple, simple, simple as that. All right. Um, Great. And expect to see me drop into one of your classes oh, soon. Yeah, join, join the party. <laughs> I might have just like leave my screen black, but <laughs> uh, you're, you're, so no one can see me. Start dancing and we start moving. You, you'll want to you'll be seen as well. All right. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. So um, I want to switch gears to social media um, for, for a moment here. You have nearly 270,000 Instagram followers, which for 
you know, just a fitness influencer who doesn't have all of the street cred, street cred that you do is that's awesome for somebody who doesn't have your street cred. I find that a lot of um, fitness pros who do have the street cred can't amass a following like that. And so I have a two part question for you. First, what is your secret in, in gathering, you know, such a huge following? And then what insights can you offer to other fit pros to gain a following? And how can they responsibly and credibly use social media to lead and inspire others? It's a great question. Um, for me, I think it started around 2000, end of 2017, early 2018, um, where I didn't know how to use social media. And I still, to this day, I, I will say I'm not by any means the experts, but I had a mind block. So the secret for me was, was, was rephrasing the way that I see see it. And this is, a, this is a hack that I do with a lot of things. A lot of times is that how we perceive something is a story we tell ourselves in our head to either like it or, or don't like it. And that leads us in one direction. Mm-hmm. The word social for me is actually something that naturally kind of makes me like, kind of like cringe. I'm actually not very social. It's so crazy. <laughs> After all these things that I do, running this business, doing all these big classes, it's actually not my normal personality. So I am naturally more of an introvert. I like being by myself. So when there's social events, that's not really my thing. So that word never really stuck with me, social media at all. It just, it's kind of, kind of triggered me a little bit. Now, what I do love is service. I love serving people. Like if, even if I'm at a barbecue with somebody, I like want to find the person who wants to like talk about change or goals. Um, I love service. And so for me, I needed, my secret was a mind hack that I need to stop looking at it from a social media. And I just rebranded, I created this term called service media. And it changed everything. Okay. It changed my approach. It did. It made me look at this not as a scary platform of, oh, this person's getting likes or followers because it's easy to get caught up in that. When I changed the mentality to service media, I now came, looked at it as a tool and a platform that I can show up and just serve people. I can just give people without any expectations of getting likes or comments or followers. I'm genuinely just going to show up serving people. And that excited me. So... I got really aggressive. Um, I started posting workouts. You know, the for, for the first two years, I was probably posting anywhere between four to six times a day of just things that, that would help people. And I'd ask myself this question, does this bring value to other people? Yeah. See, in my earlier posts in 2015, 16, I, I audited myself. I said, this brings no value to people. This just like makes, makes you look cool. How does this bring value to somebody else? <laughs> So I audited all my stuff. Is this a post for me or will somebody see this and take genuine value, bring education to their life, give them some sort of tip or insight? So now when I look at things, content, I just ask myself, is this benefiting somebody else? Is my copy benefiting somebody else? Is my, is my uh, post, is the picture, is the video? If it's not, then I have no reason to post it. But I'm excited about bringing and putting up content that's gonna serve other people. So the biggest advice I would say to fitness professionals, one is you have to know why you're gonna use the platform, I think. If the intention is how do I grow more and more followers, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for applause. You're doing it for that clout. You're doing it for attention. But if the focus is, hey, how can I use this platform to serve as many people as possible, regardless if one person likes it or if nobody likes it or a thousand people like it, See, over time, you're playing the game of quantity. You have more chances to win. Now, this is like free advertising. So over the course, 
of those years, I had a couple of videos that would just go viral. They would get posted on all kinds of different stuff, tagged with Shannon. I would have a couple of videos that had like over a million views. Wow. And so those would get a lot of followers and things like that. Now, I would never even know some of these things would get that much attention. But you don't, you don't know. You, it's one of those things, you're gonna give yourself a chance to shoot, to, you're gonna give yourself a chance to make more points if you shoot more shots. Right. If you're only shooting one shot at a time, you're, you're praying that everyone is perfect. Now the best part about social media is that you can post a hundred times a day. It's not gonna cost you anything. Right. You can just, just fire away, have as many as you want. If you're doing it with the intention to genuinely serve other people and not serve your ego and not serve that attention about yourself, people will see that over time. They will see that you are someone who is gonna genuinely show up. And ultimately, I think that people follow people in our space or any educational space when they know that the person is consistent. Yeah. And I think that for me was one of the biggest factors is that, and for a lot of trainers, they're such hard workers. I would encourage you as a trainer, as a coach, to, if you really wanna expand your reach of impact, only, my only advice is if you're, if you're expanding your reach of impact, is to use the same dedication, hard work into putting it into that platform or any platform, it could be YouTube, any of these things. Um, and that's the way that you're gonna grow is through that consistency. Yeah, you know, I, I love the mind hack that you suggested at, at the beginning um, when I first asked the, asked the question is to take it, you know, you weren't comfortable with the term social media, like it, doesn't, it didn't really fit you. And you just kind of turned it on its head and you made it into something that meant something to you um, that you could get excited about. And so I think you can do that not just with social media, but with anything, um, anything in life that is you perceive as an obstacle or something you're not comfortable with, just kind of turn it on its head and, and mold it into something that you are comfortable with that you can get behind, right? It's so true. Words are powerful. Yeah. Words inspire us or they demotivate us. And a lot of times we just focus on this word, this word, and, and it's all perspective. If you, if you can just change the conversation, change the vocabulary, then you can change your situation. And, um, and like you said, Sandy, it, 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 it applies to anything. And so this was something for me that I was really driven by wanting to help more people. That was, that was, my, that was my focus, not getting more attention. Because naturally, I, my natural personality does not like the attention. Right. <laughs> if anything, if anything, you would deflect attention, right? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. So it's the complete opposite. But I'm fulfilled knowing that this piece of content helped somebody, one person. And for me, if I, if if people are, a lot of people want to change the world. I want to help millions of people. You help millions of people by one person at a time. And if you're not satisfied with even serving one person. Well, then you'll never be satisfied serving a million. And I think that's the biggest switch that um, people really need to change that mentality. Um, I, I'm just as fulfilled if I'm coaching one person or if I'm standing in front of thousands of people leading or coaching a class. Awesome perspective. Um, so you mentioned when you um, I asked you to go through your career highlights reel that you've been a master trainer for many brands, which is something I've often heard over the year as aspirational for many fitness pros out there. Um, for for those who are looking to expand their careers and do something like that, um, what steps should they take to help them reach that goal? Like, what was your pathway? Yeah, this this is this is the number one pathway that made it happen. 
I focused every single day on serving people. Mm. And I never, ever focused on being attached, working with a brand. And I okay. know this is crazy. <laughs> and everybody asks this question. I never had, when I first started working uh, with Spry almost 10 years ago, um, and then I became their master, their lead master presenter, and then I started working with a lot of the stuff and still work with them to this day on social and content side, and started working with Nike. I, there was no application. There was no role. I didn't even know any of these existed. Mm-hmm. Um, we see so much of these things now from people who are in these spaces, and this is probably one of the biggest questions I, I get asked is how did you get connected with this brand? And I think it's the wrong question. I think that we really need to start asking the question is, hey, how, you know, how, how can we focus on serving more people? How can we focus on making an impact? See, what, what I've learned is that these brands, they look for people who are focused on that first. Mm-hmm. They look for people who are focused on a cause, who are focused on a mission. And those are the type of people that they want to be associated with. It is not the other way around. And as professionals, if we are so rooted in our mission of impacting people, serving people, whatever that cause is, for some people, it, it, they were, they, they had maybe gone through an overweight journey themselves. For some people, they had maybe gone through depression. For maybe some, everybody has a story of why they got into the space. But when we're focused on that every single day, that's when people see that. So these people who I, I didn't even know of, said, you know, they gave me a call. Hey, you know, we've been watching you. I said, what do you mean watching me? Like, you, you, there's cameras in here? No, we've been watching you over the last three years, four years. And we're looking, we see the way that you represent yourself, that you coach. We love the mission that you're on. See, that's what it's about. Because brands, they want to, they want to attach themselves to people who are very consistent, who are passionate. And then what happens, you get to a point where you say, you know what, I don't know that I want to work with this brand or I've got to, you know what, this brand is great but it's a bright, shiny object that it's actually distracting me from my, my goals, my company, my mission. And I've been in those situations too, Sandy, where I've had to say, you know, no, like I know this looks great on paper and pe- most people think, man, I'm crazy for saying no to this project or working with this company, but I really, this is, di- this is distracting me from my main vision and focus and mission of serving people. And um, that's the big- biggest advice I would say, I would say to people is, is be great at your craft. And you never know who's watching. And all the opportunities that I've had, I never knew somebody's watching me. So yeah, consistency, authenticity, again, pulling that theme through from, you know, being being true to yourself on social media works in this case and probably almost every every big goal that you have as a fitness pro is going to be brought home by just being true to yourself and staying staying consistent with with what you've set out to do. Um, you know, I, if, if you guys haven't checked out, um, Brian's website yet, go, go over there and check out the intro reel, um, which I think is one of the most beautifully done pieces I've ever seen on a fitness site. Um, it really moved me to be reminded of your personal and career story when I watched it and really to, to get a, a visceral feel for your relentless obsession for helping people to connect to their passion and their purpose. Um, and, and another of your foundational drivers or messages is encouraging people to lean into adversity in order to find strength. Um, we know this year has been jam-packed with adversity. Um, it's been a difficult and defining year 
for, you know, pretty much every person on the planet has faced adversity this year. What encouragement can you offer to um, fellow fitness pros who have struggled um, mightily this year and who may not be seeing their way out of this just yet? Yeah, you know, this with this year, it's it's obviously tested all of us in so many different ways, in ways that which nobody was prepared for in all aspects. Um, it, it will always be a foundation and huge principle for me is leaning into adversity. Um, I'm a firm believer in... In, in pressure being a privilege. And I believe that's the only way that we grow is through tough times. That's the only way that we grow is through pressure. Um, we've never grown in our life saying, oh man, you know, remember that really easy day that we had and like we got through it? Like nobody ever tells those stories, right? You look back on your life and who you are is because of the, the, the tough times that you went through. And I get it. Tough times don't last, but tough people do, but only if they lean into it. And when we're going through a tough time, it's like nobody wants to hear, nobody wants to hear that. But the reality is this is all gonna pass. And when this passes, your character is gonna be molded from it. Your mm -hmm. character is either gonna be molded to somebody who leaned into it and faced it head on, because the reality is you have no choice. We have no choice. I already know one thing. I, I, already, I can guarantee you one thing will happen. Nothing will happen if I complain, if I make excuses. I already know that is a 100% guaranteed return. <laughs> and I don't want that option. So if I give myself a shot by changing my perspective, if I ask myself this powerful question, is this happening to me or is this happening for me? And I think if we can shift that mentality saying, you know what, how is this happening for me? So many of the things that, that happened in my life, things that I couldn't do, it allowed me even this year to spend more time with my family, spend more time with myself, restructure things in my business, change things up in the sense from a um, staffing standpoint. What do we really need? We're not, all these, life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. And the faster that we can accept that, the faster we can grow. Because either way, the train is moving. <laughs> it's moving with or without you. So you can either jump on board, change your perspective, adapt, attack and grow, or you can complain. And, um, and I know what the return is on the other one. We all know what it is with complaining. It's nothing. You get nothing. So I think that's where um, I encourage people that, that, to lean into the pressure because that's the only way that we're going to grow. Yeah. And hopefully we'll all have some pretty good war stories to tell at the end. Someday we'll all look at this, look back on this and probably not laugh, but say, hey, I, I merged better for it. From, from this challenge. And that should, be the, that should be the daily inspiration, Sandy, is what's the story we're gonna tell? What's our future self gonna tell? Right. And I tell, and I tell myself that, and I've talked to our team about that, our athletes about that every day. You are gonna tell a story about this. Now remember that, you're, you're just, I'm, I'm just telling you, there's gonna be a conclusion at some point. How do you want that conclusion to be written? It's gonna happen right now. How are you writing the story in present day, exactly, yeah. So um, going back to 2019, when um, you accepted your 2019 Idea Personal Trainer of the Year Award, um, I found your speech to be super inspiring. And one, one thing, one of your quotes really stuck with me, and I'm going to quote it right here for everybody. Quote, coach for a cause rather than applause. Nothing is more real than sharing your energy every day. Tap into your voice and share it with the world, unquote. So how do you show up every day and sustain this mantra for the people in your life, whether it's family, clients, team members, friends, or really even for yourself? 
Um, intention. In one word for me, it's intentional. Um, I think that is the seed to being awake. I think that's the, the seed to fulfillment, the seed to happiness is being intentional. And a lot of us want to make moves. We want to take actions. And I've been in that rat race before. Just go, 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 go. But I wasn't always intentional. And so, um, so for me, taking a step back every single day, I share it on my social every single day for years. I share my focus of the day. And it's just my authentic. It's not telling people advice. Here's what your focus of the day should be. It's just, hey, here's my focus today. Here's where my head is at today. I, I, I listen. I learn. And that allows me to lead effectively. Um, and I think for, um, for me... Everything we do, everything I do is based on that mission, but the mission is actually not, it's not a destination. You know, Sandy, it's a big shift that I've had over the years of the mission is lived every day. And our mission, our company mission, my mission is very simple. I'm a human connector and my mission is to connect people to their passion, their purpose, their potential, and the other like-minded positive people. That's our company mission. And every day I have an opportunity to fulfill that mission. Did I get people excited today? Did I charge people up? Did I, did I get them aligned to their goals? Did I show them that they could do something they've never done before? And did I connect them with other positive people? If I did that, then I lived that mission every single day. And, um, and when we're mission-driven, when we are living for a purpose, we're living for a cause, that is the most fulfilling thing in the world. Applause is, is empty. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite to- quotes from Tony Robbins is success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure in life. Mm. And I've been there. I've won stuff. I've gotten things. I've gotten notoriety. I've gotten, but if you don't, if you're not doing it for the right reasons of being genuine to who you are, what you believe in and authentically you, then there won't be much weight to it. So um, those are some of the things. Being intention is... Uh, is the ultimate way that keeps me focused on that cause. Well, that's pretty profound. I, my next question or the, you know, just sort of a wrap up to our chat here was, was to ask you if you had any final words of wisdom to share with your fitness colleagues before we sign off. And then also, um, if you could please tell everyone how they can connect with you on your, your social feeds, your, um, your website address and such. And we're, we're going to put all of that in the show notes. But um, if you could um, state those now, that'd be great. Yeah, no, perfect. I, the last thing I would just say to anybody out there, and, I, and it, you know, we, oftentimes people forget that fitness professionals, coaches are people too. We need support. We need coaches. So the first advice I would say is get, be a part of a tribe. We, you wouldn't believe how many coaches are our athletes as well because we need to be a part of a team. We need to mm-hmm. be a part of something bigger than ourselves as well. So I would say find your tribe. Find your people that you can be an athlete as well. You can be served. That's, I think, what coaches need also more than ever. Is not, they're serving, but they also need to be served as well. And, um, and the last thing is just um, be authentically and courageously you. It's the greatest thing you do. And I'll fit, I will quote, quote Ralph Waldo Emerson, my favorite quote of all time, is to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment in life. And uh, the more that you can step into who you are, uh, the happier you're going to be. So I share a lot of this stuff on social more than just the workout, which is uh, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Brian Nunez. Uh, I'd love to connect with you. Send me a DM and I'll definitely get back to you. Brian, it's been such a pleasure having you here. Thanks for carving out some time to spend with us today. It's been great catching up with you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Take care. 
All right, we've got more great content up in a moment. Next, I'll be catching up with Idea Event Programming Director Ryan Halverson and two of our awesome subject matter experts for a glimpse of their session of Idea World Virtual. Stick around to catch the next segment. Okay, we're back. Today we're speaking with Ryan Halverson, Ideas Director of Event Programming, as well as two of our subject matter experts for 2021 Idea World Virtual about their session on navigating career reroutes. I'd like to welcome Doris Thews, 2018 Idea Fitness Instructor of the Year and Global Educator, Kia Williams, host of the podcast, Fit and Fierce on the mic. Welcome one and all. It's so great to see you guys today. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, we appreciate the, the time you're, you're taking to spend a few minutes with us. Um, so just to start out, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, uh, Kia and Doris, please give us a brief overview of your fitness journey before we jump into talking about the education you're planning for us. Sure. I am a global presenter, master trainer, and host of Fit and Fierce on the Mic podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to providing expert advice, tangible tips, and help to improve fitness, refine teaching and coaching technique, and to grow fitness fitness businesses and services. Overall, my career mission is to support people who are affected by marginalization in jobs, education, healthcare, and lack of representation in the fitness industry. I truly live by the mission um, and the commitment of helping people live healthy lifestyles and maintaining strong fit mind, bodies, and spirit. Thank you, Kia. Thank you. So I've grown up in the fitness industry. I am so blessed that in 1984, I was in high school behind the front desk and the 6 a.m. instructor didn't show up. And I pulled up my leg warmers and rocked my thong on the outside (laughs) with a Sheila E. E. Glamorous Life album. And uh, I never looked back. And so that teaching of aerobics took me into uh, management to a director level to uh, being an international program director for multiple brands and traveling the globe, being a master trainer, owning my own company. And then I went back to be an executive with two big box chains. And thanks to the pandemic, and I say that respectfully and gratefully, I'm back to being a sole proprietor and uh, serving the industry that I love so much. And so navigation is uh, all over my career. And it really came down to what was the need and how could I serve? And uh, I've always put people first, product second, Profits lost, and it's worked for me for the last 35 plus years. Great words to live by. Thanks, Doris. Um, So, uh, Ryan, throwing to you, I'd love to hear the genesis of the topic and the approach that you're taking to it, or that, you know, Kia and Doris are taking to it. It seems clear that there's a lot of career shifting going on, both in and out of fitness, that's been influenced by what's happened in the world over the past year. Um, How what are some of the things you're thinking about um, for this session? Yeah, so um, this the the genesis of the session is all credited to Doris and Kia. They had submitted it for us, and I just really loved the idea, as you suggested and stated that um, the fitness industry took an interesting hit, and a lot of people had to, you know, there's that word, the the phrase or the term that people use more than you're on mute these days, and that's the pivot. And so it seemed, you know, it was impossible to navigate 
this past year without doing some sort of a pivot. We saw it with people going online in droves. We saw it with people going outside their gyms and into their parking lots with outdoor fitness. There are a lot of different ways in which we saw it. And sadly, and unfortunately, many individuals lost their businesses as well, or they decided to do an entire career shift. And I think what happened was that taught us a huge lesson that many of us weren't prepared for something of that magnitude. Nobody could ever deter, you know, see that in the future. And so I think that's what's important about this session is that we're learning now that we have to be prepared for just about anything. And in order to survive in this business, we have to figure out ways to shift our careers. And maybe it's not doesn't take something as large as a pandemic. Maybe there's something else smaller that happens that moves us that way. And so um, I would love to ask my first question to Doris, which is, you know, you, you kind of touched on the fact that your career did take a shift. Now, how did the pandemic influence that shift for you? Well, I, in my opinion, was on my last career, like my last job. I went instructor of the year. I was a senior vice president of a big chain. I was hiring new talent incredible upcoming talent like Kia Williams. I was going to groom, develop, and hand her the crown, and I was going to ride off into the sunset. And then, surprise, what happens? The pandemic happened. And I got to make a choice. I'm blessed to have, the, have had the opportunity to walk away from a corporate position because I knew the industry needed me, and I knew the skills that I could, I could de deliver and develop would help them. And so what, what happened was three things. Isolation collaboration, innovation, almost like when you have a loss, you have to go through the steps. Everybody felt isolated. And I really believe prior to the pandemic, we were all competitive and we're all like, who's the best and who's going to sell for the most, and who's got the latest and greatest. And all of a sudden we were all kind of alone and isolated. And then we collaborated. People work for people. Regardless, companies and brands went along the side. We all realized we love this industry. We needed to save this industry. We need to find the future of this industry. And so collaboration across various lines and frankly, um, careers and decades all went away. And then the last piece of this is we all sat at our kitchen table as we are right now and we innovated. All last year, every presentation globally for Idea, Idea Korea, CamFit Pro, everything was done for my kitchen table. All the fitness tech I'm working on right now, and I'm working on multiple fitness techs, all from my kitchen table. And so that's what happened. It was a, a beautiful thing. It woke me up. It woke the industry up. And uh, I think it's really exciting to see someone like Kia, myself, and everybody just step up and innovate and change the game. I think that sets it up well for you, Kia, if you um, want to jump in. Sure, absolutely. At the time uh, that the pandemic hit, I truly was at a personal, almost like a crossword road of I can go this way, I can go that way. What do I really want to do? I know what I want to do, but nonetheless, I've always been a person who played it safe, you know, but so badly wanted to break out of my own skin, break out of my own shell and just tap dance to my own rhythm, you know. But always wanting to play it safe, be responsible, follow, follow the road that others have set before me and everything like that. All that good stuff, all the colloquialisms and everything. But when the pandemic hit, it was almost like a kick in the rear for a person like me. Of, all right, now this is your opportunity to truly do what you're most passionate about, what you know your spirit is pulling you to do. So if not now, when? It's the question that I kept asking myself, why not now? 
You know, everything is shaken up. Everything that you've put into place, your contingency plans, your three-year, four-year, five-year plans are completely out the window, girl. So why not now? Why not give it a shot now? So it, it was bound to happen. And I'm glad that it happened when it did. Despite the, the external environmental change that we are alluding to right now, COVID-19, despite that being so detrimental to many people's lives, and I'm not dis- dismissing or discounting the seriousness of what is at stake, what is at hand, it was truly, I saw it as a personal opportunity to re reemerge and to evolve the way that I've always wanted to be. And it couldn't have been better for my career than anything else, because now I am, I feel freer than ever before. I'm completely independent. I'm making my own, I'm truly making my own decisions as my own boss. And there's a lot more at stake when, when it comes to that of making your own decisions and being truly 100% responsible for your own image, your own brand, for what you put out into the atmosphere. But it's given me the opportunity to meet so many brilliant and beautiful people and to be able to serve and mentor them on the business end of, you know, how do we evolve? How do we innovate? And Ryan, like you said, that that buzzword of the year or maybe even of the decade, how do we pivot and keep going? Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen that, you know, it's been a wonderful thing to see, even though like we're discussing, it came out of a negative potentially situation and seeing how creative people have been and how they have managed to turn on a dime. There were those that waited it out or hoped to wait it out. And then there were those that got into it right away. And just, you know, seeing the creativity and the inspiration is just incredible, especially since we're an industry that's based on in-person, face-to-face interaction for the most part. And, you know, we just went and did it because we had to. We needed to serve the population. Um, so I'm curious, kind of on that note, we talked, there are a lot of businesses or individuals that managed to thrive and those that didn't. And Doris, I was wondering if you could kind of give a, a brief analysis or your own personal opinion as to why you think that some of those individuals managed to thrive and move forward and those that sort of got swept away. Well, we now have about nine months under our belt to have watched this story unfold. And so the folks who have thrived, first and foremost, up their EQ. They started having more empathy, sympathy, and understanding. And they recognized, like, the gym isn't about equipment or formats. It's about connection. It's about health and wellness. It's about community. And they made the shift very quickly to technology. So anyone who was smart enough to have anything which back in the day was a luxury to have this extra video category was smart. They shifted it all in. And then all of a sudden they had an answer to connect. Anyone who really embraced their group fitness instructors and their personal trainers and empowered them to use technology to take continue personal training, to continue classes, to continue the story outside of the brick and mortar. That's who, that's who was successful. The people who also were successful were able to fail fast. They were not afraid to fail. And to be honest with you, everyone was so gracious about it because we didn't see this coming. We didn't know what to expect. Like having a cat in the background and your bed not made and teaching a class, people didn't care. They were just happy you were servicing. Nowadays, you're like, there's a cat in the background. Like the <laughs> consumer is more uh, particular. So I think the people who were most successful embraced technology, kept the community, and more importantly, up their EQ. Now, 
the people who did not do well and continue to struggle right now are the people who keep saying, when we get back to, when we get back, we're not going back. We're not, there's no boop, 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 boop. We're not backing up. That train is gone. It's set. And so there's no going back to where we were. It's only going to go forward. And I really believe that people that are just kind of holding on and gritting it out and not wanting to make any changes and not wanting to be human and really communicate with their team and their staff and honestly with the members, that's where you're going to get in trouble. So that's where I've seen the biggest challenges. And I have to say that the money's following that. You know, PE firms are really interested in buying all these big companies and flipping and turning. PE firms are now into tech, tech platforms, interactive wearables. Like the communication hasn't changed. The community hasn't changed. It's how we do it. And so there's no back, there's no getting back to normal. This is current. This is today. And it's just going to keep going faster. Absolutely. And, you know, Kia, it reminds me of the session that you gave at Idea World Virtual in 2020. Um, just one of the things that I recall when watching that presentation was your personality just shown through, you know, you could, you know, it was like you were in the room with the attendees. And I think that's something that kind of Doris has mentioned, you know, you have to kind of upgrade your skill set in a way if you are going to stay relevant, because now we're competing against so many people that are online. What tips do you have in that regard for, you know, making sure that you, there's no competition, there's nobody that could potentially or possibly do what you do? Well, understanding who you are and what your purpose is will set you apart. Um, there are business, large businesses out there that we can't compete with and we shouldn't, but we've really got to know completely and wholeheartedly who our target demographic and our target audience is so that we are truly serving their needs, speaking their language, showing up at our best for them. You got to know what what exactly are they going through? You can't just say, oh, it's COVID-19. All of us are going through that. All of us are very complex and complicated individuals who come with different baggage. So you got to look at that luggage, open the luggage and dissect what's in there to truly be able to meet the needs of our people. An emotional contagion, as Doris mentioned before, use, using your EQ, your emotional intelligence in a small population like the community that you serve is we we look at emotional contagion if one thing is happening to one person you love it's probably happening to you too because we're empathetic people and being able to serve a population so specific that you know the person's first and last name that you have their email address maybe you even have their phone number to be able to reach out directly to them to say hey i have not seen you in a while what's up Hey, I understand that this happened in your family and I, I am so sorry. How can I better serve you? And giving them that voice, allow it, not even giving it to them, showing them that they have it and you want to hear it from them, giving them the opportunity to be seen and to be heard allows people to show up at their best for you and your business as well. And that is what Doris and I, through our observational research and reporting, have seen, have kept people afloat or even accepted despite COVID-19 is because they put people first. 
at all times. And they're speaking the language, the love language of their people. So there's that loyalty and that investment that the people will not let the business fail because it's that important to them as well. And they recognize how how influential they are to your business and to your bottom line. And they recognize and, and relate to how important you are as a service provider to them as well, that it becomes community. It's community effort to make sure everything goes the way that we need it to so badly during this time. Absolutely. Now, uh, Doris, Kia mentions the observational research that you had done in preparation for the session that you will be leading. And I'm curious, you, uh, I know that you've got some case studies that you're going to present or, you know, inspiring individuals who you're going to talk about during your session. Can you give us like a sneak peek of someone that you plan to talk about that's just done amazing things? Well, it's really easy to brag on this one because she was the um, idea uh, leader of the year last year, Trisha Murphy Madden. And I remember her calling me kind of early March and she's like, I'm telling you, Doris, because we, we all we're a small family. We all support each other. She's like, D, it's going down. Like this, this COVID thing's bad. And I'm like, oh, and I'm in Utah at the time. And I'm like, oh, we're good. She's like, no, Washington's shutting down. We're gonna have to do everything virtually. And literally what, once she said that, I felt like the clock started. All of a sudden we, we recognized like, holy smokes, we need to start doing trainings, but how do we do training safely? Using uh, cameras with robotic eyes to follow the talent. So that is innovative. And then to take everything virtually and then conferences virtually. But then one thing I think is really interesting is we all want to take care of each other. We all want to keep each other working. We want to keep the business going. So she created something called Homeroom Fit. And what was really brilliant about that is she employed some of the greatest master trainers and instructors outside of conferences could just take a class with Kia or myself or whoever. And then a fitness brand, Core Health and Fitness, recognized like, hey, you know, we're selling bikes, but we really need some type of content. We can't afford a Peloton. So Schwinn uh, collaborated with Homeroom Fitness. So it's all about people relationships, collaborations, as I mentioned, the brands went away, the competition went away. How do we keep each other in business? How do we keep each other thriving? And let me just tell you, we still have a few more months till World Idea. So I can't wait to share the rest of that story. But it's about relationships coming together, supporting each other, because um, we, we love this. You know, people say when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That is not true. I've never worked harder during COVID, but I've never <laughs> been more proud because I love this industry and people are grinding it out and they want to keep everybody working. And by the way, people are grateful for, for working. I'm working on a really big app right now for a world famous athlete. And every person I pick up the phone and ask to hire, they are grateful. So it's all about keeping people working and this industry moving forward. And it's people like Trisha Murphy Madden and the innovators of the world. And we're going to have a ton of these, not a ton, but a few really big gems that should inspire people to want to come to the to this session. Well, I personally, so I actually have taken some classes on homeroom fit. Kia's was one of them and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. So it was great for you know somebody like me who potentially couldn't come to take a class with these amazing individuals to be able to have that opportunity to do that. So definitely. Hats off to Trisha for, for making all of that happen and to the instructors like yourselves who participated in that. It's an amazing thing. I think I've got one more question before I think we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. And you know, the the shifting in careers is all about really at the bottom line, it's about career longevity to make sure that you have a career that lasts. And like you said, Doris, we love this industry, we we bleed this industry and we wanna stay in it. So 
I'm going to put this to you, Kia. What one tip can somebody implement right now to help boost career security for the long term? I know that's kind of a big question, but. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Remaining committed, committed to your purpose, your why, the reason why you do what you do is very important. And also being less risk averse, adverse, being less afraid of challenges and changes, hopefully within all of this shakeup and shifting that we have experienced, there's something, big nuggets of, of information and things that we will never take for granted that we will remember for the rest of our lives that have made us reemerge and come out better than before, more optimistic, more daring than before. So leaning into the digital age and technology. And when the younger people, as 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 people like to say about me, so when the younger people come with this crazy idea, maybe we're able to drop some of those blind blinders that we've had in the past and be able to look at it and say, hmm, there may be something there. How do I tweak it to meet the needs of the people I serve, but also my passion projects as well? So I would say being remaining committed to your purpose, being less risk adverse, and also leaning into the newness that is to come. Excellent. Amazing stuff, you guys. Thank you so much. I also want to point out for the listeners at home that uh, Trisha Murphy Madden is on an episode that bookends this one. It's either right before this one or right after this one. So you'll get the full lowdown on, you know, what what her mind space was like during, you know, early pandemic days. And then she talks a lot about homeroom fit. So definitely tune into that episode as well. Um, thank you all, Ryan, Doris, and Kia. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's just great to get this inside view of what's in store for Idea World Virtual. Um, and also, just stay tuned. We're talking to our events team and many Idea pres- presenters on the podcast as the event develops. So tune in often. Um, and with that, and before I wrap the episode, if um, Kia and Doris, if you would let people at, at home know where they can find you on your social media feeds or your website, um, then we'll wrap the episode. Sure. On all social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, Clubhouse is the new one. I am, <clears throat> pardon me, I am at KiaWilliams.fitness. I'd love to connect with you all. I'm feeling good about that, Kia, because I just joined Clubhouse. So Doris Thews for Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and uh, Doris, Doris at TeamThews.com. Fantastic. Uh, thank you all so much for being with us. Um, we loved spending part of our, our day with you. Um, and we will see you at Idea World, if not sooner. See you soon. Take care. If you're looking for more idea content or want to learn more about membership or events, visit our website at ideafit.com. We also host the Listen and Learn CEC podcast, the fitness industry's first and only audible CEC program. Each episode contains information from our award-winning fitness journal that has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 certification agencies. You can subscribe to both the Idea Fit Pro Show and Idea Listen and Learn CEC podcast in the Apple Podcast Store and on other podcast platforms. Check the show notes for these details and for other resources mentioned in today's episode. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. 
Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place.